y'all. This is Nina Perez, and this is Straight Talk, No Sugar Added. I'm so stoked you are here. I know that I say that in every episode just because <laughs> that I am, okay? I am, people. I love that you're here with us. And I want to know, you know, what you feel about the show, how you've been doing, because I know that a lot of you have been reaching out and saying how much you love the guests that are on this show. And I found another goodie for you guys, yo. This is Kim Curtis. And as you know that we come on here to grow, challenge, and transform your thinking. And Kim is going to help us do that today. And she is the best-selling author of my Money Secrets, Keys to Smart Investing and Retirement Secrets, and she is a nationally recognized wealth management advisor and president and CEO of the Wealth Legacy Institute. So already you know where we're going, right, people? We're going there. <laughs> we're doing it. So, Kim, thank you so much for hanging out with me and my straight talkers. I really appreciate you being here. Thank you. Thanks, Nina. Looking forward to what we come up with. Yes. Oh, I know. It's the best part. It's the best part, Kim. Is, All right. So the way I start the show and the way I like to start it is for the audience to know a little bit more about you. So the first question, which is always the small question, right? Who is Kim Curtis? Who is Kim? Give it to us. Yeah. Happy to give it to you. So you already kind of said who I am today, but my, Love you know, that. 30 year old self back in the day <laughs> that brought me here. Um, I think the best way to describe who I am today is that what a hell of a journey it has been. Mm. Mm. I uh, grew up with a mom that got divorced and she had full custody of three teenage daughters. I was the middle of those three and she had no employable skills and applied for and received government assisted lunches for us. Mm -hmm. So I had to present this little red ticket to the cashier in the lunch mm -hmm. line, looking back I behind me. Yeah. I had the ticket. <laughs> yeah. Uh, looking to see where my friends are. And as I hung, hid that ticket under my plate, walking down with the tray, um, I would quickly ca uh, give it to the person. And that shame, the unworthiness, mm -hmm. the who am I was full present mm -hmm. each and every day at lunch. Mm hmm. That's really tough, too. I, I, I remember a lot of those things. Um, I, you know, I grew up uh, very impoverished as well. And my mother was on government assistant. But then mm -hmm. there was a lot of times that I would be spending time with my grandma and grandfather who lived in a better neighborhood. I mean, it wasn't like the, you know, they weren't wealthy or anything. They were also on assistance. But the my friends that I made there were different. Right. They had a little bit more than I had. And so I get that, right? And that shame, it's so funny because as even as children, you kind of just know that. Like you kind of just internalize that and you just know this is not what I this is not what I want. This is not what I want. Right. Or you know that you can't have what they have. Right. Well, that's true. In yeah, the beginning, maybe initially. That's maybe that's it. Money, that's for other people, not me. Right. Who am I kind of story. Right. But do you think that that's what got you into thinking of finances? Like what, were you a kid saying, you know what? I don't ever want to do this. Right. Because I know I grew up that way, but I grew up with a different mentality. I mean, I don't know if it's different, but I grew up with a mentality of working really hard, working mm -hmm. really hard. Um, and it's because I, you know, because I saw my mom on government assistant, you know, that's what she had to do. Right. Four mm -hmm. kids. That's what she had to do. Uh, but I always said to myself internally, never me, never me. What did the you the I appreciate that. I love I love hearing that. Thank you, Nina, because the story, the gift that I got from my mom was her values. 
and what she learned based on her own life. And so she told all three of us uh, to go and make sure we get our education because Good. no one can take it away from you. Good. Good. So I went to undergrad and went to law school and within six months completely defaulted on my school loan debt. Enormous amount of debt. I had no business uh, understanding money, mm. understanding anything about money or the impact of that on my credit report. What was mm -hmm. a credit report mm -hmm. at that time? Right, right, right. <laughs> so it was, I was numb to understanding money and where money fit in. Isn't that something though, Kim, that you went to your undergrad and you went to law school and that those schools don't teach you that, right? Like that they don't know. They don't teach you that. And then so you're you're getting this amazing education, becoming, you know, going into law school to possibly become a lawyer or whatever it is you're going to use that degree mm -hmm. for. And you learn a lot and you do know a lot. Right. So we're intelligent enough to get there. Um, but when it comes to the finances, I struggled with that too, right? I mean, I, I worked my way up. I do make six figures, but it was with yeah. a lot of like, still with the mentality of working hard, working hard, working hard. I didn't have the mentality of wealth management, you know, budgeting, you know, all of that kind of stuff. So what shifted that for you? What made <laughs> you like go, okay, this is not working. It was a huge shift and it was immediate. Mm. I, uh, had an anonymous donor pay a thousand dollars on my school loan debt. Wow. And nice. you know, back in the day, a thousand bucks to me yeah. was like a million dollars as right. it relates to money awareness right. of how it fit in. And you know, in today's dollars, my school loan debt was about 92,000 in today's dollars. So mm -hmm. it was a sizable amount yeah, of it was money. A lot. Mm -hmm. um, and then to have that gift and it was anonymous, it may, and the fact that I even opened up my bill mm -hmm. is the first step. I was in such denial. I didn't open up my bills. I, I let them that. pile yeah. up. Yeah. Yep. Remember yeah. the day, how many of your listeners feel that right now yes. that they're living that? And um, for whatever reason, I opened it up to notice that it went down $1,000. And because, it, as I said, it was anonymous, I couldn't go to them and go, why me? Or mm -hmm. what do you want from me? Right. Right. I, I had to ask those questions to myself. And the question that I was asking, if someone believed in me that much, who is it that they believe in? That's so good. And what do I believe in about me? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Was that hard it, to receive the thousand dollars? Was that hard for you? That's another, no, 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 I don't deserve it. Yeah. I, right. Yeah. Right. Um, but it was anonymous, so I couldn't go, no, no, I don't deserve it. I couldn't do any of that. I had to accept what was wow. given. And so when I went through that inquiry, what I recognized for the first time is that I am 100% responsible for the outcomes in my life. And I have choices around every, you know, events happen in our life that we have no control over. Right. Right. However, we do have a control over how we respond to that event. Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. that was when it hit me. Okay. I am capable of making better decisions around this. I am capable of creating a better life. I am capable of being conscious around money. If someone cared for me that much to do that, I better show up differently. And wow, I think up powerful. until that point, I was in my twenties. I was just existing. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I don't even know if I had any real thought other than going through motions of what I should be doing, not 
what I really want to do until that moment of clarity about worthiness. That's really powerful though, right? Because that thousand dollars didn't really just pay a bill. It shifted (laughs) your whole life. Right. And I mean, that talks to a couple of things. One, having the right mindset to look at it that way, because you could have just looked at it and said, oh, great. Somebody paid the thousand dollars and kept going, doing yeah. nothing. Man, I hope I get more. <laughs> right. Well, right. And I'm sure that that was a secret in there. Like, I hope somebody else pays the other 90,000. That would be nice. You know? <laughs> I know I would be like, this is so nice. Can I get more? Um, so yeah, but you know, at the same time, right? Like, so it's, it, it does take a certain, I, I think it takes a certain way of looking at life in a certain mindset though, to have looked at that as an opportunity, right? Cause you could have just looked at it like a, you know, like just somebody gave you something, right? Somebody, somebody gave you thousands. What's that saying? Like, you know, you can, um, give a man, uh, a fish or, or teach him to be a fisherman or whatever that Mm -hmm. is. Right. Mm -hmm. So I, I feel like the thousand dollars was just, um, just actually spoke to what that person might've saw in your character, right? Oh. Because that character mm-hmm. spoke to them in a way that they said thousand dollars is not even anything. It's just the fact that I see her, I see her, mm. you know, think of how many of the viewers or listeners, you know, want to be seen, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, uh, just in that, cause basically if I were to take that deeper, um, what happened as I asked those questions is it was love. The gift was love. Mm-hmm. It was an act of love. It was an act of love. And with that act of love was gave me self-respect kind of, I have to respect myself. Yeah. Yeah. And self-respect is the beginning of trust. Mm-hmm. And I think that's kind of, it was self-respect, love, trust or trust mm-hmm. love. Um, but, but ultimately the end result was love, which made me go, okay, what am I going to do about this for me? Mm-hmm. Because I do care about myself. I am worthy and I'm going to make a difference in the world as a result of that someone did to me. Now right. that's now the 30 year, 30 years later self looking back, but during the time it was a snap of, okay, what am I going to do different? So my legal background took me into uh, uh, a national dispute resolution firm. So my area of expertise is negotiation, mediation, arbitration. Mm -hmm. And I uh, moved up in the ranks and became a regional vice president. And I was the youngest in the country reporting to the president in New York City. And I thought I was pretty awesome back in the time. You don't know any better. You don't know any better. You think you're kind of, you know, your shit doesn't stink. I mean, you right. kind of don't know what you don't know. Right. right. But uh, um, what happened is as I went up, I, I stopped making a difference in people's lives. I, I stopped being in settlement conferences. I stopped mm. being in mediations and I became a spokesperson. And so at 30, I did a career shift and I did that through a quiz. I had a friend that was in human resources that had all the tools and all the assessments. And at the end of going through that, they said, financial planning, finance is a good place for you to go. And I'm thinking, no problem. I could not get out. Okay. Yeah. Three (laughs) to five years, I'm going to be sailing financially. And then it was like, okay, wait, 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 five to seven. And I swear, Nina, it really was 
closer to seven to 10 years before mm -hmm. I felt like I had any real control over my outcomes mm -hmm. as it relates to me personally, money-wise. You know, because when you start a business entrepreneurially in finance and in financial planning, historically, back in the brokerage world, it was eat what you kill, so to speak. Um, that's not where I am now. I left that and created the firm that I'm at today, Wealth Legacy Institute. But in the brokerage world, you're in sales. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And there's a reason why people are unhappy with the advice that they get is they they don't necessarily realize that that person is in sales and they work for the house, not for the client. Um, so when I realized that I, I had to create a firm that had soul, you know, a firm that was filled with humanity. Right. And right. Uh, that's when I created Wealth Legacy Institute. And that was over 15 years ago that put clients first, not last. So that that's awesome. kind of the journey from that snap was really about self-care and self-respect and then doing of course basic things along that line mm -hmm. to develop wealth consciousness that's good and, and and what i like about what you're saying too is that i and i want all of you who are listening to hear is that this is not an overnight thing right <laughs> this, i think cuz I, I think one of the benefits and the not so great things of social media is this immediate gratification, right? It's this immediate solution. I'll let you, you'll be a billionaire in 30 days, right? And then people are getting disappointed and hurt a lot because they're falling for that. They think that it should have been 30 days. It should be super easy. Why am I still struggling? Right. But what you're talking about is legacy. You're talking about, you know, setting yourself up and the thing is, is the same way we talked about in the beginning that somebody saw something in you so that they admired that and they put the thousand dollars in you. We need to reverse that into ourselves, mm -hmm. right? So mm -hmm. put it in yourself, act like you are the anonymous donor and you're doing it for you, for you, right? To see the value in you, right? So tell me about the Wealth Legacy Institute. What is that about? Why? I know that you said it's created for soul, but why? What, what is mm -hmm. that? Yeah, and the nature of my work, because 90% of the people that do what I do or call themselves financial planners or in wealth management uh, are in a model that is in sales. So there's only 10% of the firms that are your fiduciary all the time that put your clients first, just like a CPA. Mm -hmm. um, and then if your clients come first, the, the process then is very different. You're not selling anything. Right. You're actually working as their advocate and steward on life events. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And so I guess the best way to describe um, what we do, if you think of like Maslow's hierarchy of needs, you got the pyramid and at the bottom of the pyramid is security, food, clothing, right, shelter. Right. And at the top of the pyramid is, I think, self-actualization. Mm -hmm. Well, if you think of money, money is a thread that integrates in every aspect. It's an invisible thread right. and visible, but that that it, it integrates in every aspect of our lives. So if you think when someone comes to us, the very first thing that they're looking for is management of money. So that'd be the bottom of this four step inside this pyramid is managing money. They have resources and they want to take it to the next level or preserve it. The next step in that pyramid is goal achievement. You need to have a financial plan because having investing money without a plan is like archery without a bullseye. Yeah. You and, and when capital markets are crazy, you have no measure of what that means specifically to you other than it just feels bad. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So tying it to financial plan takes you to that third, which is 
peace of mind. Ultimately, it's lifestyle. If you have your investments Good. tied to a plan, you're living your lifestyle. That's the mm -hmm. goal of working mm -hmm. with a firm like mine is to live your ideal life and perfect calendar. Right. So when you can do that is when you get that peace of mind. That's good. And then the pinnacle of that pyramid, if you do the work your way through that to lifestyle peace of mind, it's impact. It's legacy. You finally have the space to breathe, right. to actually think deeper about why you're here on this planet. Money is frenetic. It's all around us. And our job is to put it down here as your foundation so that you can see clearly the vision of why you're here on this planet. What mm -hmm. are your unique gifts and mm -hmm. what are you going to do to make a difference in the world? That's impact. And it can be legacy depending on who you are and what's important to you. You know, that sounds like really powerful, impactful and important work. Honestly, it, it really mm. does. And I think especially right now, right? Right now, because of all of the costs of everything going up and the inflation and people mm -hmm. getting worried. Um, and, you know, a lot of people, even though there's a lot of jobs available, people not landing the right jobs. Like right. those are, these are real things. This is really happening, right? So yeah. let me ask you about that. So say somebody is listening to you right now and says, but I really don't have much, mm -hmm. you know, or I have mm -hmm. more debt than I have money. Let's mm -hmm. just say that because that's most everybody, you know, at it this is. Point. yeah, it's most everybody. Mm -hmm. um, is that something do you think that they, well, I, I think I know the answer to this, but what do you think, how do they get started, right? When they hear Kim right now and they're saying, man, she's speaking my language. But I just don't know if I even have it because I have so much debt and, you know, this much coming in. What do you say to that? Yeah. You know, it, it's interesting that you asked that because you and I, in the green room talked about this earlier that that my life's work has led me to one overriding truth mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and that truth is that money actually is looking for you yes you gotta you gotta break that down break it down sister not the other <laughs> way around not the other way around you know like i need money i need this well the more you say you need it you really will need it Ooh. because because you know, right. okay, okay, Kim, hold on. This, this, you see this right here? This is a mic drop. Go ahead. <laughs> well, you They're know, done. the show is over. <laughs> What's ahead, interesting Kim. is it, it would be interesting to ask your viewers or listeners, based on the fact that I said that, what happened to you at that time? Like, what did you think? What was your initial response to me saying that money is looking for you? Mm hmm. Well, oh. it, make, it makes you, well, to me personally, it made me pause and say, then why am I struggling and, gr you know, like gripping onto everything if money is looking for me? Because mm -hmm. the first thing I thought of is, well, if you're looking for me, the door, I'm going to put the door for you. Here you go. Come on in. <laughs> Come on right. in, you know? <laughs> but well, I'm sure that people are going, huh? How is that? You know? Yeah. So a lot of people, I think, will think, you know, she's full of crap or some of the viewers may be instantly curious and know that by listening to what we're talking about, they're going to get something valuable. Right. So whatever that was that triggered when I said that mm -hmm. recognize that because that's part of your money mindset. That's good. Are that's you receptive mm -hmm. or are you skeptical? If you're skeptical right there, is one of the indicators of why money is not finding you. So if you think about neuroscience, yeah. we our bodies are covered. 
-hmm. with little receptors. And those receptors help our body understand what it needs from antigens, even sunlight help us understand what we need. So if that is true, then how do we trigger our money receptor? Because we all have it. We're wired for money just by neuroscience alone. We're wired for money. So how do we trigger it? Mm -hmm. One way to think about that is you're driving on the road and all of a sudden a fancy Lamborghini or whatever is important to you drives by. Like, I know my son, like he takes a picture like, oh, mom, look at that. Like Mm -hmm. you pause. Some people may pause and go, wow, that's fascinating. Like my son, someone else may say, who would spend that much money on a car? What a waste of money. Money. Yeah. Yeah. On the flip, that's rich side. On the poor side, when you see that poverty, do you turn away because you can't look at it? Do you think, why are they asking with a sign? You know, they need to just get a job. What are the stories that you need to unpack Mm -hmm. based on your money receptor? Mm. So that helps you understand where you are and what you may need to unpack that's blocking your receptor that's on good. being magnetic to money. Because money needs you. Because if you think about what is money, money is facilitates exchange. From a tactical standpoint, that's what right. money does for us. We created it. But really, it has no meaning. It's only what we choose to give it. Right. Absolutely. So Absolutely. when... Well, something I say a lot is how you do money is how you do life. So if your head is in the sand like mine was in money, then it's in the sand in other areas of your life because money ties is this invisible thread to every little piece core life success from, from community to relationships, to career, to finance, to health money. It, Every time we use it and spend it, it demonstrates where we are with it in mm-hmm. terms of our values, our vision, mm-hmm. our ideas. So the reason money is looking for you is to become something. And the only way right. it can become something is through your ideas and your vision and your values to turn it into something of use to the world. So I agree. I think that what you're saying is really resonated with me and something that I truly agree with because in my life I was struggling for a very long time. And it wasn't until I started to uh, get into neuroscience and neurolinguistic programming and all that kind of stuff and reprogram the way I think about money and things, just life in general. Mm-hmm. Um, it wasn't and then until I broke through to the six figures. Otherwise, I was still stuck struggling, struggling, struggling. It was really a difficult. And I still find myself sometimes going, you know, there's something I got to work on here. This is this is not right. So let me ask you about somebody who is or are or do you have a tactic or something that you can leave our, our um, give our audience about when that when it's not going their way? Mm-hmm. Right. Because that's the other thing, too, is we we do, Kim, have to catch ourselves. Right. Because we'll we'll have like a good little streak going. And then <laughs> if something doesn't go our way, we have this little temper tantrum that we start going. Right. And we start, you know, saying things that are not beneficial. So so tell me what you what you do yourself or what you maybe taught your kids or somebody mm-hmm. um, about that moment, those moments when 
you don't see the money coming in or you're, you're feeling discouraged. What, what do you suggest there? So first of all, Nina, we have to, we have to answer the first question of what story are we telling ourselves based right. on the beginning of this mm-hmm, podcast? Mm-hmm. So if that gets back to what you said, which is mindset. What's your money history? What's your money story? What are your money beliefs? And more often than not, they're not yours. They were your great grandpa being a tightwad that you inherited and don't even realize that you've accepted that value and it's not your own. So true. So the more you can unpack that, that's the start. Mm -hmm. The second thing is, and we talked about it a little bit, that it's a journey, but money ebbs and flows. It's not always full full on it's similar to an ocean uh, the ebb and flow and our job is during the ebbs is to work on ourselves to work on ourselves to come up with more ideas to to be more smart about money principles Mm -hmm. but i'll take Mm -hmm. that a step further there's something else that that i've learned through these years based on my own personal experience of that snap is that there are two laws of money one is the what I do every day. It's the human money laws. It's mm. financial planning. It's cash flow management, budgeting, protection planning, portfolio construction, estate planning, tax mitigation, retirement. That's what I do, mm-hmm. which is learned. The second law of money is natural money laws, which we have inherently inside of us. Some of the examples of that are giving and receiving. Yeah. Cause and effect, which gets back to the ebb and flow of money, Mm -hmm. supply and demand, intention and desire, Uh, clear agreements, not only with ourselves, but with others as business owners. How do we make sure that we have very clear agreements that are win-win? Right. It also could be mercy and justice, but it's natural laws that are around us every day that we've become disconnected with over the centuries that we tend to focus on the human money laws, mm-hmm. but we need both in balance. And guess where it starts, Nina? Not on the human side. Okay. It's an inside game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It starts here and we know it. Mm-hmm. Remember I talked about what happened? Well, it kind of was self-respect. Then it went to, you know, it ultimately was trust and you know it, you feel it. Mm-hmm. When you think of the, the, the human made laws are more linear. They're like, um, it's a goal that you're working towards. It it could be a career, it could be an amount of money, it could be security, but you have a goal and you set yourself to that goal. That's the human money laws. Right. Um, They're more left brain, right? quantitative. The right brain or the natural money laws are actually more relationship-based. They're right brain. So particularly as women, we naturally respond to the natural money laws. We do it every day. We give to others oftentimes before we give to ourselves. Right, right. We understand community. We understand relationships. We understand family, mm-hmm. which is why financial planning talks to women more than investments do. Right. That makes sense. Yeah. Because family is yeah. a natural piece. Investments we created. It's human mm-hmm. made. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wow, so if you think about where do you start? You already have it. Mm-hmm. It's allowing it to come out and understand that, that again, you need them in balance. So once you understand the natural money laws and it ebbs and flows and it's not always on and it's giving and receiving, which you probably do really well, mm-hmm. maybe not receive as well, 
but learn to do those things, then ultimately we get smart about the human-made laws. But yeah. sometimes people go on the human-made laws first, particularly in America, and miss the, the natural money laws and yeah. have a lot of money and are very unhappy in life. Yeah. And and then we complain because we don't know why we're so unhappy. Then they listen to Kim and they're like, oh, maybe that's why I'm so mad. <laughs> <laughs> I grew up, Nina, in Buffalo, New York. Oh, actually a small town outside of Buffalo. And Buffalo straddles the Canadian border in the state of New York. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And what is there is the vast, beautiful Niagara Falls. Yeah. And Niagara Falls gets its power by the power plants that line its bank. Similar to how money has no power until it gets your idea. So money gets its powers through your ideas. Right, right. So it's the same way. Money doesn't have any power until you put something to it. And the way to do it is through your ideas, your vision, your values, your dreams. Right. Who you are as a person showing your unique, beautiful self. That's magnetic to money. Yeah. That's but good. But the falls on its own has mm -hmm. no power. Mm -hmm. It's the plants that give the Niagara Falls its power that supplies okay. energy to the state of New York, similar to how your ideas does to money. I love that we're having this conversation, Kim, because it's a very, you're right. I mean, I think we were more focused on the human laws, right? So mm -hmm. it's a very good conversation because I think people can can actually see it from a different angle and not just say, Oh, is she talking about wealth management? Oh, she's going to talk about how this is how much money you put away. This is how much money. And all of that can, is very important. You know, you should have some, you know, some sort of guidance in that, but it's also the, that mindset piece is incredibly important, right? The fact that you need to be connected to where you're aligned, what you really believe in, how you believe in that, because even if you save a lot of money and you have this very impoverished mindset, you will waste or spend that money in ways that you don't understand why you do that. I, I mean, that's what right. I went through. I'll, I'll speak that's exactly myself. right. I'll speak for myself. That's what I went through where I would save. And as soon as it got to a certain peak, I would spend it on. I'm like, why am I, why do I keep doing that? You know? Um, and so I, I'm, I'm totally jiving with what you're saying. I really, really am. So I want to just wrap this up with you telling me about how people can really work with you, Kim. Like, you know, when they, when they uh, want to call you or they want to work with you, like, how can they work with you? How do they find you? What do they do to be a part of the Wealth Legacy Institute? Yeah, uh, I'm at wealthlegacyinstitute.com. Okay. Um, but may I take a step back on yes, that? Yes, of course. Because when, when we talk about the steps, it's kind of, remember, the very first ones, the cornerstone is yeah. uh, not impact, but 100% responsible for the outcomes in your life. The second is uncovering your limiting beliefs. That's really important that we it. mentioned, but it's really important. Yeah. And then the third is, what are your dreams and goals? And I think as women, to give yourself permission that you deserve, and men mm. Mm. in a different way, that you deserve, mm. that you have self-respect to ask for what you want. Mm -hmm. And it's so important because know who you are. Right. Most of us, I didn't know who I was in my 20s, which is why I acted the way I, I did. So the third was know who yeah. you are. Yeah. Have that clarity of your yeah. identity. Because when you know who you are, you do know what your passions are. You do know what your vision and your mm -hmm. values are. And then level up. What I mean by that is you said, we each have a set point. Yeah. Change that set point. And I, you, I continually have to change my set point. Yeah. You yeah. know, like what income is appropriate? How much do I want to have set aside? 
Right. I remember telling my mom, mom, I have 25,000 saved. And I knew at that time back in the day that I had more than my mom. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I was so pleased. But then I remember when it turned to 50 and when 50 turned to 100 and 100 turned to 200 and on and on and on. Those things are so motivational. And it starts yeah. with 100 bucks in your checking account and all right. of a sudden it's 500 bucks. Right, right. So right. set things to give you that motivation. Yeah, I love that. And then lastly, start. Start. Yeah. And it's just it. a day by day because remember, it's a journey. That's it. So if we, in terms of the listeners and the viewers is, do you want your life to continue to be what it's doing? Do you like that? No. Okay. What are you going to do differently about it? Now, mm -hmm. intellectually, we all know that answer. Mm -hmm. We want to change it. Mm -hmm. But how do we change it is by starting to understand that we need to be magnetic enough with our ideas to create something beautiful and powerful in the world for money to find us. So it. ask yourself, listeners, viewers, if money is looking for you, what ideas do you have for it? Right. Because it does, it has to keep ebbing and flowing. It does. Yeah. It and does. An idea it gets, will come. Stagnant. Yeah. And ideas are abundant. Yeah. And once you have ideas and it's in alignment with who you are and your skill set, yeah. all of a sudden you get more ideas and many of them will be awful. Yeah. But the fact that you have ideas and more ideas generates it. wealth consciousness. Yes. And that's what we've been talking about the whole time is that's wealth consciousness. so good. That's so good. Kim, I already <laughs> dropped my mic. I can't go get it now. <laughs> That is so good. Honestly, this is uh, this has just been such a phenomenal conversation. And I'm really, really glad that you came on and impacted my audience the way you did. I know uh, I I know that I try to really connect with my community and they are always asking questions, sending emails, making comments, all that great stuff. So um, I know that you said it's Wealth Legacy Institute dot uh, yes. com, right? Yes. Dot com. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I would love to give a free gift out yeah, of the 10 it. laws of money that every investor should know. Mm -hmm. And that is at financialliteracypress.com. And there are other resources on financialliteracypress.com that are free, that are available for uh, your listeners who want it. Beautiful. I'll make sure to add that to the show notes. Thank you for that, Kim. And before I let you um, go, I do want to know the the book. They can get that anywhere. Your Which book? book? I have two oh, books. That's why. Oh, excuse me. <laughs> you had the money secrets, the key about investing in retirement secrets. Yes, uh, retiring mm -hmm. happy, healthy, and free, and those can be purchased on Amazon. Okay. All right. Thank, <laughs> Thank you, Nina. I see you, Kim. I see you. <laughs> <laughs> getting that money to flow. I got you. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Thank you so much for being on here. This was so much fun and so like full of knowledge and all of that. And I really appreciate anything that makes impact in people's lives touches my heart. So thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Guys, didn't you love her? I told you you're going to love her. I wasn't kidding. Um, thank you so much for hanging out with us and listening to this conversation. I know that what she said has brought value into your life. And I would love for you to go ahead and support Kim, follow her on all of her social media, but also go onto her website, check it out because you're going to be able to work with a phenomenal human and you already heard her, right? And so also go to financialliteracypress.com and make sure that you check that out as well. So she's giving you resources. She's giving you so many beautiful things to think about. And I want you to win. That's what this is about. I want you to win. So guys, thank you guys so much for being here. This is Nina Perez. This is Straight Talk, No Sugar Added.
Until next time. 